Hey, stoners, Kayla here to announce that next week, our stoner movie book club pick will be the 2021 film Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, written by and starring Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo. And spoiler, in it, they might smoke a little weed. So if you want to continue to follow along with Stoner Movie Book Club, give Barb and Star a watch. It's on Hulu. We also recorded a watch along that is on our Patreon at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. So if you want to actually watch the movie with us, you can. And we'll see you on July 8th for the next edition of Stoner Movie Book Club. Happy watching. Now back to the episode. Welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I am Phoebe Richards. I'm Kayla Teal. And I'm Stephanie Thompson. And we're here today ready to deliver a great episode. And to start it off, I want to thank our newest Patreon member, Little Caesar 1345. <laughs> yeah, Little Caesar. Little Caesar, thanks for your support. It's not often we get a full username. Yep, it's exciting. It's very exciting. And I should mention, we're going to be performing live this Sunday night, if you hear this by July 3rd. Um, We're performing in the Babe Cave Comedy Showcase at the Crocodile. We have tickets listed on our website. Check those out. And if you're around in town, you can come say hi. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah. Info on stonerchickspodcast.com. You know what's also exciting? What is that, Steph? Today, July 1st, <laughs> is my... What is it? What is it? It's my birthday! Yay! Oh my god, are you finally 21? I am finally 21 years old. Woo-woo! 18 times over. Old enough to buy cannabis yeah, finally old <laughs> If you are listening to this on July 1st, the day it comes out, you should go ahead and send Stephanie a birthday message. Maybe mm. write it in the sky or Instagram <laughs> message it. That write would be it in cool. the sky. That would be cool. I fly my kites. I'll look out for it. <laughs> <laughs> just hire a plane. <laughs> this afternoon, Stephanie will be just staring at the sky. Please don't disappoint. She'll probably be in Discovery Park, so you'll want to do it above Discovery Park. <laughs> you would be correct. That is probably. How much do you think that costs? Oh, it's too much money. So don't waste your money on sky riding for me. But what are we talking? Hundreds or thousands? I was thousands. thousands. Okay. Are we talking tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands? Tens. Tens, I think. Is my guess. More than 10. unprofessional guess. More than 10, maybe more than 20. If anyone out there has done this, please write in, tell us how much it costs. Or include that in the Sky message. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Stephanie. Stephanie. This cost me X. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Which Amazing. will cost more. Because <laughs> it's got to be per letter. Yeah, you can just say Steph if you want. I'll get the message. <laughs> it could just be HB Steph. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dollar sign three thousand four hundred dollars. Oh, what a oh. strange what a strange direction this went. It is. <laughs> Happy was. birthday, Stephanie. I love Happy you the birthday, most. Stephanie. Thank I love you, you the most. <gasps> I'll keep that a secret, baby. Don't tell Kayla or Grace. <laughs> oh, speaking of Grace, Grace isn't here today in protest of uh, Stephanie's birthday. <laughs> what? She doesn't want to get. She doesn't want me to get older, and I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Grace, we miss you, and I, I guess Stephanie understands. I do understand. <laughs> you know, it, it's not only my birthday, but it kind of is the end of Pride Month. But it's not the end of Pride Month here at Stoner Chicks Podcast. We celebrate Pride Month all year round in this bitch. And <laughs> yes, it's always one month, no matter what time it is. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I wanted to shout out a couple of our kind of pride-themed episodes that we have in our lexicon of podcasts. And yeah. one of them being episode four, one of our early episodes. We did Women and Weed Brownies. We talk about uh, Alice B. Toklas and Gertrude Stein. And it's a really excellent episode. I recommend checking that one out learn about some lady love yeah lady love and brownie recipes yes maybe one of the originators of chocolate ganj you can also check out episode 20 a bagel's fucking good we have a stoner of the week renee guyon the first woman to run publicly traded cannabis company also in episode 34 very bisexual stickers our stickers are clearly bi. Uh, yeah, the guy that <laughs> could tell I was bisexual because of our podcast stickers. Our yes. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're sad that Pride Month is over, go ahead and listen to those episodes and then be like, yeah, Pride never ends. And also in June, we released a episode about Pride history and some of the key LGBTQIA plus community members in cannabis history. Dennis Perone, Brownie Mary, both of which were mentioned in the David Beanstalk episode. And we tell the whole tale of them on our new Patreon episode. Yeah. How do you join our Patreon? <laughs> you go to patreon.com slash stonerchicks for as little as $3 a month. You get extra bonus episodes and content. At the higher levels, you get merch, you get mail from us. And we always look forward to seeing our Patreon folks at the monthly smoke sesh. And we would love to see you there, too. Join the club. That's right. And not only do we celebrate Pride all year long, because many of us are, hashtag Alphabet Mafia, Phoebe was also raised by two gay dads, weren't you, Phoebe? I was, and also a wonderful single mom. But I had two, well, wait, I have two amazing fathers. One is my biological father, the good old Chuck Richards. Hi, Dad. Mm -hmm. I think he listens every once in a while to be supportive. And he is married to the wonderful, Mike Fitzpatrick and they I actually meant to ask them today how long they've been married my father met Mike I should know this specifically but I would say they have been together over 35 years wow yeah they definitely were my example growing up of you know a strong foundation of love and they had their commitment ceremony at our Methodist church when I was in third grade. I was the flower girl. 
And then once gay marriage became legal, they had a small little ceremony in their house. And then we all went out for dinner together. But obviously, they consider their marriage anniversary when they had their ceremony because fuck federal law. When marriage was legalized, like, were they immediately like, we want to get married now or? Well, I mean, they had their commitment ceremony, though, years before. Yeah. So they already were married. They just literally couldn't. It just wasn't legal. Right. It wasn't legally recognized. Right. It's not like when it became legal, they were like, oh, now we should get married. They already were. They just. Yeah. I just was wondering, like, if that was an exciting thing for them. Oh, of course it was exciting. It was exciting for all of us. It honestly feels like so long ago. And I feel, especially in Seattle, by the time it had been legalized, it's just it's weird. It almost feels now like it was always. But when I was a kid, definitely the climate was very different. I remember even, you know, Seattle kind of I sometimes think gets like romanticized as being this always progressive, amazing place, which I can think of many examples where that's not really true. But, you know, I was a teen in the 90s and there was a lot of discrimination our family faced just in like the neighborhood alone. We moved to Mm -hmm. Ballard and many of the neighbors didn't want us in the neighborhood, which is so funny because my dads are like the dorkiest, most responsible. You know, you want the couple that always has their lawn mowed and always has their house nicely painted. That is them. So it's funny that neighbors were weird about it. But everyone's come around and now there's a ton of gay couples in the neighborhood. It's kind of overrun with them. So (laughs) the times have changed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I remember being very little and having friends that weren't allowed to come over. Oh, wow. Lame. Yeah. And I had the weird thing of, because my dad came out when I was a baby, and so I don't remember that. So I just always knew he was gay. And I remember when I realized that was something other people were weird about. Like, yeah. I had that. I didn't ever have to, like, come to terms with my dad being gay. It was just normal. It was just, like, realizing that in society people thought it was wrong and Mm -hmm. sort of having to, like, come to terms with that or realize that reality, which, I mean, I consider it a blessing. And I love my dads. Did you ever go to Pride with your dads? Oh, yeah. As a kid, I have so many memories. I would always ride on my dad's shoulders. He's very tall, so I loved riding on my dad's shoulders. And I can remember marching in Prides all the time when I was young. And then I would always wrap my arms too tight around his neck and he'd be like, Phoebe, I can't breathe. And I'd have to (laughs) (laughs) loosen my grip. And yeah, we went to a cool church. So we would march with our church. Oh, cool. Yeah, they were a reconciling congregation, which means open to gays and lesbians. We stopped going to that church many years ago. I'm getting on a whole so many weird topics right now. So (laughs) I have no idea if reconciling is fully inclusive still. Yeah, while like Seattle has come a majorly long way, like there's still people out there like those assholes you encountered when you were a Mm -hmm. kid. Like Also... Pride, my memories of Pride as a kid was very different. I think it's cool how huge Pride has gotten, and that's great, but it's very kind of, um, there's so much corporate stuff in Pride now. You know, so many huge companies are a part of it, and that just wasn't a thing when I was a kid. So it felt a little more grassroots, kind of. I mean, I didn't know what that term meant when I was a kid, but it felt a little, like, smaller. I'm glad it is bigger, but there was a way in which it, I don't know, felt maybe a little more special. And it's sort of interesting now with Pride. I, it's, you know, like AT&T's handing out sunglasses and <laughs> not to end on a sour note. I guess I'll end on love to all the great dads out there. But I particularly want to shout out the love I have for my gay daddies. Oh boy. I'm really trying to make that work, but it sounds so <laughs> creepy. 
<laughs> oh, here's a funny little thing, and then we can move on. When my stepbrother would tell his friends that who's my dad's partners. I mean, I really just call him my brother, but he's technically my stepbrother, my dad's husband's son. When he told one of his friends in high school that our dads were gay, he first would tell everyone they were brothers. <laughs> when, this was the 90s. It was a very different time. And when he told one of his friends that our dads were, in fact, gay and not brothers, his friend was like, well, did one of them wear a wedding dress? And that truly was the number one question we would both get asked back Whoa. then when people found out. <laughs> and it wasn't coming from this like, no, Ugh, gross. It was truly like, I just think it's funny that that was the thing people were like, well, there has to be a wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, just genuine ignorance. <laughs> How... Wait, married, no dress? <laughs> yeah, and I Wait. can say that, like, that very person, they're still great friends with my brother, our whole family. Uh, okay, so it's, it was coming from a good place. And it was, you know, I find, I think that's kind of an adorable. It's like the process of the mind opening up to something new. Yeah, true. <laughs> the, the weird, like, unpacking that happens, you know, that, like, the wedding dress is such a significant thing, I guess. Yay. <laughs> Love you, dads. Here, here to Phoebe's dads. Yeah, hip, check hip. a mic. <laughs> hip hip daddies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you might have made it work that time. Yay, I made it work. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to get high. I think it's a great time for you guys to get high because you know what time it is. Hmm? It's time for. All right, I'm just going to jump off the boat with this one. Off the boat? Jump off the boat with this one. Into the water, it's summertime. It's into the water, it's summertime, and splish splash around into this high thought. (laughs) (laughs) Dense is a word that means it's opposite. A dense book contains a lot of information, and reading it will cause your thought process to expand in many ways. A person... Described as dense contains little information and absorbs new information badly. Pot makes you dense in both ways. It can make it hard to understand and absorb information. However, a small nugget of information can explode to a universe of new observations based on one little nugget. That's my dense high thought. You are my (laughs) density from Back to the Future. That's from UD. Uncle Dave. Wow. Is that Uncle Dave? Yeah, that's Uncle Dave. This is Uncle Dave. Hi, oh, Uncle, Uncle Dave. Dave, we've missed you. <laughs> that's a great high thought. Oh my gosh, he's right. Dense means compact, full, but then a dense person is the exact opposite. That's so weird. Are there any other words that do that? Mm, I bet there definitely is, and I bet I definitely won't come up with any of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder, like, which definition came first. Well, I yeah. think you can use it both ways, right? Because a dense book is thick, right? It's a thick mm-hmm. book. Full of a lot of information. Yeah. Which kind of is when you're saying someone's dense, in my mind, tell me if I'm right, it feels like it's a thing where it's like, your skull's so thick I can't get through. Yeah, you're so dense so, that you can't get through to the information. So I think it works. 
Yeah. Both ways. And arguably, a book could be dense and not even have that great of information, just be like overly long and so much in it. Right? Sure. It's like, edit that down. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even get to your points because there was too much. <laughs> and I suppose, does dense always mean dumb or does hard to get through? I'm Now I'm thinking about it this hard as making it lose meaning to I me. I think it means hard to get through, not necessarily unintelligent. Yeah. Okay. But it is usually used as an insult. Yes. It's definitely not a positive trait. No. Dope. Thanks, Uncle Dave. Thanks, Uncle Dave. Dear Stoner Chicks, first of all, I love you guys. I've been searching for a cool, chill, funny podcast, and listening to you guys is like coming home. I don't have a ton of friends who smoke, and I just love listening to you ladies. I listen daily on my morning commutes. Gross, I know. But it is such a fun way to start the morning. You guys are hilarious and smart, and I just wanted to share the love. Thank you for educating me about women stoners and making me laugh. Now on to the high thoughts. Ooh. My best high thought is this. Why are bongs named bongs? Who named them? Why don't we say we are bonging instead of smoking? Thanks, guys. Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) If someone said I'm bonging, I would think banging and be like, okay, go get it. But (laughs) (laughs) quite close to boinging as well. Why is it called a bong? Bong. Why is it called a bong? There's definitely, I bet, a reason. I'm not going to Google it. I'm going (laughs) to. What if it's because it looks doesn't look like a bell? A bell. I'm going to look up the definition of bong. Okay. We're getting Wikipedia in here. No, we're getting encyclopedia in here. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it doesn't really look like a dong either, which rhymes with bong. It looks more like a dong than a bell, I guess. True. Okay. The origin of the word bong is from Thailand. In Thai, B-A-U-N-G. It says from the 1970s. I don't know why. Um. Oh, in the 1970s, the Thai word B-A-U-N-G, bong, which literally means cylindrical wooden tube. Oh. oh. And it became slang in the 70s for a water pipe used for smoking marijuana or other drugs. But it also is a noun of the sound, like a bong. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought, that the sound was where it came from. But it doesn't make us, it makes a bubbling sound when you smoke out of it, not a bong sound. It's Sorry. just slang that caught on. That caught on. And now we know. And now we know. And, and now, I- let's percolate on that while we take a smoke break. <laughs> Oh, what a great smoke break that was. <laughs> it sure was. Using my bong. I didn't, oh. but I wanted to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know what bong means, and I just feel so edumacated. <laughs> I feel less dense and more educated. There we go. Nice callback, Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> this next how I thought is from Amber. Hello, stoner chicks. I am Amber from Johnson City, Tennessee, and I wanted to tell you my high thought. I'm cleaning my house today, and I'm all done vacuuming, so I wiped down my vacuum cleaner with a damp towel. At that moment, I realized, I am a vacuum cleaner. Shock face, <laughs> laugh face. Wait, what? Um, 
leaf fire emojis. Those are the emojis. <laughs> Have a good day, y'all. I really enjoy the podcast every morning, getting ready for work while I hit my four daily morning bowl rips. Not a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Amber. Blue heart. Thanks, Amber. Does that mean because she cleans out her vacuum? Since she cleans her vacuum cleaner, she's the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> Have yeah, I ever man. told you how much I love my vacuum cleaner? No. No. <laughs> love it how it just works really well oh and now i'm forgetting what brand it is so i shouldn't have even started this but i want to say it's a ninja but i actually don't think that's true because my ninja is my blender thing oh boy i have a dyson that i love yeah i really i do i love my vacuum cleaner i love being able to go from carpet to hardwood oh you don't (laughs) have to switch any switches well i just have to push a little button Oh, that's it. Nice. I don't know. I kind <laughs> of enjoy that. I've never thought. I've never really talked about this or really given it much thought, but I do really enjoy vacuuming. All right, we'll put a we'll drop a link to Phoebe's vacuum down in the <laughs> show notes. It has a little safeguard thing that makes it so like it doesn't get clogged with hair. You can just pull them off really easily, so it makes it easy to be a vacuum cleaner (laughs) that is not a sponsor when we do drop this link (laughs) but hey i'll we'll take it (laughs) if if you're listening the vacuum cleaner company i can't remember this one's on us (laughs) (laughs) what chores do you like doing none okay that's fair i sometimes like washing dishes same i usually put a podcast on or something and just zone out and wash the dishes. I do actually kind of enjoy vacuuming. We have a, a Roomba and mm. I will take our Dyson and I will be vacuuming as the Roomba is also vacuuming. So I feel like we're working together. Me Ooh. and the robots. You and the robots together forever. There's a movie called mm-hmm. Working Girl from the 80s starring Melanie Griffith and Sigourney Weaver and Harrison Ford. And in it, Melanie Griffith's character is vacuuming in one scene in like a sexy bra and panties. But not like sexily. She's just by herself, like hurriedly vacuuming. And I just remember as a little girl thinking that like, oh, one day I'll be in sexy lingerie vacuuming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Phoebe, you should do that. Just I treat know. yourself. Put on like heels and a she has like luscious breasts and i never quite developed them to that size but okay (laughs) all right i think i have time for one more (laughs) and this one is one i found on the internet great so we'll see Uh, (laughs) world eating titans could just be slow roasting the earth around the sun for flavor whoa say that one more time huh world eating titans could just be slow roasting the earth around the sun for flavor. (laughs) So think about that. Like there's these giant world-eating titan beings and they're just like, oh, Earth looks pretty tasty, but it just needs to roast for a few million years. (laughs) And so we're just... We can't be tastier now than we were millions of years ago. (laughs) I don't know. Some food's better when it's hotter. With more metal. Mm-hmm. And plastic. And concrete. Okay, you're right. I don't know. I like a lot of processed food. I love a McDonald's cheeseburger, and there's no way in hell that's as good as, like, a fresh apple. And if you're eating the earth, you're literally eating all the fresh apples that exist and all the Big Macs that exist. Mmm, so many cheeseburgers. (laughs) So many pizzas. (laughs) Wow. So many Lucky Charms. (laughs) 
<laughs> now I'm really hungry. That I thought made me hungry. You're a world. What if that's what if we're world eating tight? We are world eating titans. There are microorganisms that develop these whole ecosystems and we just take them apart and just cook them, throw them in the fryer and num, num, num. We eat worlds. We also have worlds on us of things eating us. Yeah, but they're they're having a good time. Yeah, they're eating things that are good for them to eat, like inner eyelashes. Remember those in school? You used to see those videos that would do like the close-ups of the little things that like live in our eyelashes and are eating all of the scum. Oh, no. (laughs) Phoebe, what? No. The scum, Phoebe. That's not the scientific phrase. Oh, my God. Okay, scientists out there. Are there like little creatures living in our eyelashes eating our our eye scum? I want to know. Let us know. Is Phoebe correct or is Phoebe dense? I have not recovered. Well, I think that's all we have for high thoughts today. (laughs) Thank you, Stephanie. Those were great. Thanks, everyone who sends in their high thoughts. Please keep sending them in to stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. I read every single one of them. I try to write back, but I don't always do. But please keep keep them coming. Keep them coming so we can keep doing this segment that's Kayla's favorite. <laughs> Small business time. Oh, High Thoughts is my favorite. But <laughs> now it's time for Small Business Time. So tiny. Small, tiny, little, tiny, small, small business time. It's small. Just a itty bitty, little, tiny thing. <laughs> Fit it in your pocket or in a pistachio shell. Just a little bit of irritated, tiny business time. The small business I want to shout out right now is Spooky Creations by Nina. And I discovered this artist at Crypticon, which is a horror uh Convention. Wow, I could not think of the word convention. You were just trying not to say whore convention. Yes, I'm trying to be better at saying horror. (laughs) I can only say it right if I really concentrate. (laughs) Uh, Our our good friend, pretty much all of our good friends, Steve Lang, uh, who we all know here in Seattle, he helps put together Crypticon every year and they get a bunch of like horror movie celebrities to come and whatever. And just like any convention, there's a bunch of different booths. And this gal, her name is Nina. She's had a booth there. Well, I don't know for how many years, but for the past two years, I make it a point to visit her because she makes the coolest stuff. I'm really into earrings. And that's what first the first year I went to her, I bought a bunch of earrings and gave them to friends for I bought like a bunch and then would give them away to not give them away, give them as gifts for different birthdays. But here's a pair I'm going to try to show you that I still have that I love. They have a bunch of hers have little like knives at the end. I mean, they're not real knives. They're little tiny knives. And then there's like beads and this cool skeleton. Whoa, that is a cool skull. Yeah, a little dangly guy. But she has so many different types of art she makes. It's amazing. And I don't know if you two are interested and want to look on her Instagram. Like I said, it's Spooky Creations by Nina. So she's a tattoo artist. She makes the earrings I showed you. She makes prints. I bought one that I'm obsessed with. I'll show you this past year that is a little black kitty 
Riding a unicorn. Aww. That's awesome. Yeah. And she makes really cool, um, like, Ouija boards. Like, she burns them herself. I don't remember what that process is called. And she makes uh, other earrings that I really am into where she uses clock hands that she takes off the clocks or off of watches and puts them on dangly earrings. Whoa. Yeah, she makes little, like, My Little Ponies, but sort of makes them, like, satanic looking. It's it's oh what she makes, gosh. stickers. Like, this year, I was a little drunk when I went to visit her booth, and I was seriously just like, how many different types of art can one person make? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know she makes earrings. Oh, and you make these Ouija boards, and, oh, you also paint, And you're also a tattoo artist. I don't know. Some people are just incredibly talented. So if you're interested in checking out her stuff, like I said, it is Spooky Creations by Nina. She's on Instagram. And then from there, you can go visit her shop. And she's based here in Seattle. And uh, if you happen to hear this, Nina, I just want to say you inspire and impress me. Wow, yeah, I'm on her website. She's got all kinds of cool stuff. There's a painting I love. And it's of a half cat, half mermaid, or half fish. And It's on the shore, just kind of like arced up toward the sky, tail flapping in the breeze. (laughs) It's really cute. Oh, it's called Mercat Beach. There you go. Well, the Ouija boards are cool. Oh, my gosh. They're all like wood burned. There's one with a cat. I wonder if she has to like protect her energy while she's making Ouija boards, if there's any like witchy stuff you have to do to, you know, Mm -hmm. protect yourself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She makes the little planchettes like the things that move around the Ouija boards. They're so pretty. They're called yeah. planchettes. That's what it says. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know there was a word for those. And she makes these beautiful, creepy beaded spiders. I'm uh, afraid of spiders, so I would probably never buy those. But those are a big one at her booth and they're beautiful. They're made of all sorts of little gems and sparklies. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. The small business, Phoebe. We'll go check it out. That is Spooky Creations by Nina on Instagram. We'll make sure to tag it and share some of our stuff on our page as well. And thank you to all of you who wrote in (laughs) your high thoughts to Steph. Steph, thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for all the high thoughts. They're so good. And Kayla, thanks to you for being you. Oh, anytime. And all you out there, we hope you had a great pride. We know we sure did. And I should mention, we're going to be performing live this Sunday night. If you hear this by July 3rd, Um, we're performing in the Babe Cave Comedy Showcase at the Crocodile. We have tickets listed on our website. Check those out. And if you're around in town, you can come say hi. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah. Info on stonerchickspodcast.com. You can check us out on Instagram at stonerchickspodcast, on Twitter at stonerchickspod, Broccoli Broads on TikTok. We now have a WeedTube channel. You can check us out on WeedTube. That's kind of where we can upload videos and not worry about them getting taken down. You can send us mail at our P.O. Box, P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. And you can write us an email. At stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for all being with us today. We're going to go smoke more weed and have ourselves just a beautiful July afternoon. <laughs> and we will talk to you later. Hey, uh, hey, Steph, what do stoner chicks always say? Here's to Phoebe's daddies.
<laughs> smoke, smoke some weed. Smoke some weed because they sure don't. They sure don't. <laughs> Bye. Bye.